Thank you, Lord, that that is true. We cannot flee from your presence. You know us. Uh, you know the good of us, the bad of us, Lord. You know us, and you came after us, and you chose us. You put your love on us, and you are calling us continually more into fullness of life with you. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you're doing now, and what you have for us ahead. We ask that you continue to bless our time together. Amen. All right. Yeah, go ahead and take a seat. Okay, so we are continuing today in our series, Winning Together. Do you guys feel like you're winning today? <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, it is, uh, yeah, there's big football games going on and so forth. And I checked the weather last night, and in Lambeau Field, uh, where Green Bay is playing Tampa Bay, uh, it's supposed to be about 28 degrees today. So, but that's not stopping them, is it? That's not going to stop the game. All right, even if it snows, it's not going to stop them. It's not going to stop those crazy spectators either. They have tickets, and I think they're allowing spectators in Lambeau Field. They're going to be there. And look at us. A little weather, it's like 48 degrees. It's not snowing. The rain is holding off. And you guys are here. I know it's a challenge. Uh, this is awesome. It, there's, there's many people here. If you're at home, you can't see them. They are here. And it's a challenge to get online and connect online as well. And I know there's obstacles and challenges to that as well. So if you are hearing this, you are winning. You, uh, because the Spirit of God in us, here's the deal, the Spirit of God in you draws you and me together regularly into fellowship to hear from God, to draw close to Him, to draw close to each other, to um, be healed and touched and led and, and to experience His presence. Uh, this is a time-tested way that God has been forming and shaping his people for over 2,000 years, uh, going back to Jerusalem, and we are part of that stream. So nice job. You are winning. Now, but unlike uh, spectators at Lambeau Field, I'm going to run with that a little bit more, uh, we're not just spectators. You and I are called actually into the game. You uh, are not only here to receive something today, uh, but God has an assignment for you. God has something for you to give. Maybe a hello, maybe a prayer, maybe a praise. You are part of this. We're not just walking, watching. We're not just fans. God calls us into it. And it's not just a three-hour game. It's going to continue on as you go out from here. God has prepared good, week, good works in advance for you to do this week. Little works, little tasks, little things to bring life and light to others as well. So look for those. Be, be ready for those. We're not a football team, okay? We are what? What are we? Family, yes. Yes, somebody remembers from last week. That's awesome. Here's the first fill-in for you. Just a reminder, who are we? What's going on? What are we doing? We are a family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, spanning the whole earth. People all over the world on Sundays have gathered since Jesus' resurrection. All right, we are spanning the earth, and we're including in that people who have already gone before us, brothers and sisters in Christ who have already gone before us and are with God in heaven. So we are family, brothers and sisters in Christ, spanning the earth, including those who are already with God in heaven, and we are on mission 
We have a mission. We have a task. We have a good work to do, a great work to do that God's called us into. And that is to help people know and follow Jesus. Now, on Friday, I got, uh, we got an update from Terry, Terry Avname. As you know, David Avname, um, he, is, he has brain cancer. And um, we, we heard the news about several months ago that um, it's terminal and he is going to be leaving us. And I got, we got news Friday that he's really nearing his final days with us. And when I saw that text, I just felt this like wave of grief, right? It, the time is coming close for David to leave us. And it's awful for us. I'm going to miss David. If you don't know David, you missed out. David is like the most enthusiastic, optimistic, encouraging guy I've known. And the time is short for him. So it's really hard for us, family, friends, those of us who know David. We're, going, we're experiencing the grief. It's, it's coming. We're going to miss him. It's an absolute blessing. It's a, he might not comprehend that yet, but it is an absolute blessing for David because he is finishing his race. We're going to talk about running the race today. He is just about finishing his race, and he ran it well, and he made that good confession of faith. His confidence is in Jesus, and Jesus' saving work for him. David is secure in God's grace in God's hands through this transition, through this departure that is, is coming close. As soon as he departs from this life, David will be present with God face to face. And the other many brothers and sisters who have gone before us, who have finished the race already, David is finishing the race before us. We're running the race. We're in it now. And I don't know how long your race is. It's a little bit different for each of us. We're going to talk about running the race well. We are a family, brothers and sisters in Christ, spanning the earth, including those who already have gone ahead of us and are in heaven now, and we are on mission to help people know and follow Jesus. We get to participate in helping people move from death to life. From, a, from separation from God to union and fellowship for eternity with God. From condemnation under sin to forgiveness for sins. From being spiritually dead to being made alive again in Christ. Filled with God's spirit, with his personal, powerful presence. That is winning. When we are doing that, when we are actively helping people move from this to that, know Jesus and follow Jesus, we are winning together at OTC. We're winning together as we do that. And then for those of us who have already come into this relationship with Jesus, we've already been reconciled to God through Christ. Winning is this. This is your next fill-in. We hit this last week as well. Winning is now, as we run this race, before we depart, winning is growing more deeply, growing more deeply in our relationship with Jesus and following him more closely. 
that is winning. That's the aim. That's the goal. All right. And we do that. We grow more deeply in a relationship with Christ. We follow him more closely as we follow this three-part pattern all throughout Scripture. It, you could look at it in Abraham's life. We looked at it last week in Zacchaeus' life. Here's the three-part pattern. Number one, it starts with this. It starts with you and me becoming, continuing to become, becoming more confident in God's great love for us. As you become more and more confident, more secure in that, in God's great love for you, you are winning. You are growing. You are moving forward. Remember Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, Jesus came to town, saw Zacchaeus, this wealthy tax collector that everybody hated. Saw Zacchaeus, knew him by name, called him, and invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house. He invited himself into Zacchaeus' life. This is grace. This is God's great love. He did the same thing for you. He saw you, he knew your name, and he called you. And he invited himself into your life. He knocked on the door. And you opened the door. And you invited him in. And you began to fellowship with him. As you become closer with him in that, as you grow in that, become more confident of his great love for you, you are winning. All right. And then this is what happens. As, that, as you become more confident of God's love for you, as you know he loves you, as you realize that, then something happens. You start to get stirred to love God back and obey God and listen to God and actually trust what he says to us. We start to trust his word. We start to even seek his word. We seek his guidance. Jesus, what do you think I should do here? You're good. You love me. You see all things. You know all things. What would be a good decision here? We begin to love Jesus. We begin to trust him, and we begin to obey him. That's part two of the pattern. That's happening in your life more and more. You're winning. You're winning. You're running the race well. And then as that happens, and we saw this with Zacchaeus as well, you start to become, this is part three, a blessing to others. Remember Zacchaeus, he, he experienced this relationship with God. He experienced God call him personally. And one of the first things he did is he says, I'm going to give back, I'm going to give half of all my possessions to the poor. I'm going to give back four times to anybody that I cheated. He starts to become a giver instead of a collector. He starts to become a blesser instead of a taker. This is what God does in our life. This is what God wants to continue to do more and more in your life and in my life. And as we do that together, we are winning. We do that, and as we do that together, we draw others into that as well. Okay, so last week we focused on the first one, growing more confident in our great love, in God's great love for us. Today we're going to look at number two, growing in this love for God, this trust in God's word, and this obedience to him. All right, so I'm thinking about that this week. Um, I'm thinking about how, yeah, I know God loves me. I've, I've experienced that. I know that. Now I want to follow him. So let, let's put a goal on that, Wayne. Anybody like setting goals? There's some goal setters out there. Setting goals always makes me a little nervous. But um, I started to think about 
Okay, what would be the goal for following Jesus this week? What would be a good goal? What would be a good target? And I came up with this. 100% obedience to Jesus. I mean, and, and I thought about it. At first I said, 100% Wayne, obedience to Jesus this week? You're going to do that? And I said, that's got to be the goal. Because what am I going to make it? Am I going to make it 50%? Is that the target? You know? All right, Josh Allen today, is he aiming for a 100% completion rate? He's a quarterback. Yeah, right? He's not aiming for 50. Oh, that's more realistic. I don't want to, like, you know, try and fail. No, 100%. I know it sounds ridiculous, right? And I'm not talking about, I wasn't talking about ocean, like loving everybody, like, as, as tremendously as God loves I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about any time this week I feel like God's calling me to do something, I'm going to do it. 100% obedience. 100% obedience. All right, that was the target. I was very intentional about that. Is that doable? Is that a good target? What if I fail? What if I don't get 100%? Does God love me less? Does God love you less if you don't hit 100%? No. No, we covered that last week, right? God chose you like he chose me. God chose Zacchaeus before you, me, Zacchaeus, did anything good or bad, even when we did bad. God gifted you in advance with his grace. He set his, his love upon you. He sealed it with his blood, his resurrection. My gosh, God loves you. Be secure in that. Rest in that. And from that place, go for it, man. Aim for 100%. This is, this is what was going on. All right, so 100%. Now, you can put that, I, there's a little fill-in for you there. My goal was 100%. You know, just put in something there. How, how much obedience to Jesus this week? How much obedience? Like, wouldn't 100% obedience be really awesome? I mean, in the, in the best, most clearest part of our minds, if we really know who God is and his love for us, isn't 100% obedience the best? Like, why would I? Let's at least aim for that. Okay, but, you know, put, put a number in there. All right. Now, whatever the number, know this, you will need some help <laughs> in, a, in hitting that target, Right? It's, it's, a, it's a small, fine, amazing target. You're going to need some help. So I knew this. I prayed. And uh, this scripture came to mind that we're going to look at today. It's Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Oh, my gosh, man. This is, a, this is one to memorize. This is, it's such a great visual. I think this is one of the first, an early passage that I memorized. Let me set it up for you, though. So we're going to look at Hebrews 12. So Hebrews 1 through 10 is all about what God has done for you. God coming in Jesus, bringing the new covenant. Uh, that's his sealed commitment to you, providing this once and for all sacrifice for your sins. He did it for you, giving you free access to God's presence and, presence and confidence before God. In other words, all the great loving things that God has done for you. That's Hebrews 1 through 10. Uh, we looked at that last week. Hebrews 11 then begins the shift into part two. Now that you have received this great gift, God's grace, God's great love for him, now continue in him. Don't go the other direction. Thank you. See ya. 
No, stay at the table with Jesus. Stay in fellowship with him. Continue in him and follow him because he wants to lead you into more life. Don't just take a little cup full. Come back to him more and more and get more from God who loves you. Okay, and then we, in Hebrews 11, we get this long list of those who have come before us, who have run the race before us and finished. We have uh, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, David the prophets, etc., etc. All right, so this great hall of faith, who, people who have gone before us. All right, then we pick it up in 12.1. Here we go. Here's our passage today. Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded... Picture that. Therefore, since we are surrounded, even right now, by such a great cloud of witnesses. He's talking about those who finished the race before us. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, those people you love, those brothers and sisters in Christ who've gone before us. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us now, you and me, in the race still, throw off everything. Throw it off. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Can you picture that? And let us run with perseverance. It's, it's, it's going to take effort. It's going to take perseverance and endurance. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes as we do this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer the one who started it all in the first place, the pioneer and perfecter, the one who's going to finish it, who's going to complete it, of your faith, of our faith. Now, it focuses on Jesus now. For the joy, listen to that, for the joy set before him, before Jesus, what did he do? He ran that race well. Literally, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down when he was finished with that at the right hand of the throne of God where he is right now. Consider him, consider Jesus who endured such opposition from sinners so that you, brothers and sisters, will not grow weary. Don't grow weary or lose heart. It's a race. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's uphill. Sometimes the, the terrain is rough. Sometimes it's dark. We are called to run the race with perseverance. Run the race. We need this. This is such a great picture, I think, to help us live this out. And, and connecting this to the second part of the pattern, loving God, trusting him, and obeying God, that's the race. It, it, this is a metaphor for living well, for winning in this life. God has called you on the path that leads to life, man. Let's run it well. Let's stay on it. Let's not drift. Let's not lollygag. Let's not, you know, lay down on the turf over there. I don't know. Let's, let's get in the race, man, because God has more for you as you run this race. God has more blessing for you, and God has people for you to bless as you run this race. Some things in here for us that are going to help. Six things in that passage that are going to help you and me run that race. Maybe even hit 100% once in a while. I don't know. I know it's a crazy target, but let's, all right. Number one, here's the first thing that's going to help you and me in this. Live well, follow Jesus closely. Remembering this, number one, we are in this race together. All right? You got, you got friends, you got Alan. 
Don't isolate yourself. Call on them. When you're struggling, when you want to give up, when the obstacle is big, when you've blown it, when sin is entangled and you're, you're tripped up and entangled in sin, call, text, reach out. Don't try to do this alone. This happens during the week. People call it and text and, it, and get prayer. This is good. Enter into that. It's for you. You're invited into that. We're in this race together. Going back to uh, Terry and David, Terry asked um, us to pray for a peaceful transition for David. That's being with them in this. Let's even do that real quickly while we think of it so we don't forget. Lord Jesus, we lift up right now, Lord God, the Avname family. We lift up Terry and David to you, Lord God, and Adam and Kate and Emma, Lord Jesus. We ask that you would bless them right now, Jesus, as we pray with your powerful presence, your loving spirit, your peace, Lord God. We ask that for David, Jesus. Just touch him, Lord God. Bless him with the good gift of a peaceful transition into your presence, Lord God, when the time is right. We love you. We, we put them into your hands, Lord God, loving God, loving Father. Amen. We're in this race together. We need each other. All right. Number two, do this. Throw off everything that hinders. Throw off everything that hinders. There's things in this world, things this week that will hinder you from running this race well, things that will pop up. I, I honestly, I know this maybe, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I was actually doing pretty well on this 100% thing this week. And again, I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm just talking about like being aware of, seeking, being aware of, and doing the things that Jesus kind of put on my mind, put on my heart and, until Thursday. And then Thursday, um, I may not have been conscious of other things, but on Thursday, I was conscious of something. Following 100% became difficult then. Um, I was supposed to, on Thursday at 12 p.m., uh, meet Rob for lunch, and then we were going to go evangelize. And I just did not want to go evangelize. Anybody, hey, anybody after church today, you want to go evangelize? No hands. Oh, one. Okay. All right, we're going to talk. Okay, I'm, this is something God's put on my heart. This is part of the race that God's marked out for me. And um, I'm ambivalent about it. When I do it, when I'm done, I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. But when I'm approaching that time, no thank you. I don't want to do it. I want to be comfortable. That's the obstacle. That's what hinders me. I want to be comfortable. I want to do things that I feel confident at. You know, let me do the tasks that I just, you know, I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about that don't demand too much of me. This is a stretcher for me. I didn't want to do it. This, I was getting hindered. All right. So I, I, I felt that. I knew that. And I, it, what it required of me was to push through that. I had to say, no, I'm going to push through that. This is an example of throwing off something that's hindering me, my desire for comfort and not being challenged. Okay, so you got to, it'll come. It'll come. Something will hinder you. What is it? Throw it off. Jesus doesn't say, hey, um, just um, wish it away. No, he says, throw it off. That takes effort. That takes some input. It takes some skin in the game for you. All right? Okay. That's going to be helpful to remember. You're going to need to throw out things that hinder. Number three, throw off 
You're going to have to throw off some other stuff. You're going to throw off the sin that easily entangles. There's sin that's going to come, and it's going to try to entangle you. It's going to try to mess you up. Don't let it, right? These, these acts of disobedience to God. You know, for me, shooting for 100% a few times this week, I let the ir- my irritability get the better of me. I kind of gave myself into that. I said the, the rude thing, the critical thing, instead of the building up the person type of thing. So I, you know, okay, I didn't hit 100% there. So I was like, okay. I didn't say, okay, game over, I quit. No, I was like, okay, restart, 100%, shoot for 100%. All right, and I told you I was supposed to meet Rob at 12 p.m., go eat lunch, go evangelize, and I missed that time. Isn't that interesting? I'm, I'm on the phone, and the time passes, and I realize, oh, no, it's 12.10. I'm at home. Rob's at the restaurant. I'm late. I miss it. And so I text him some lame excuse. That was my sin. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't completely honest with Rob about what was going on. I just made up something, kind of patched it off, and I was like, okay, well, we'll reschedule. All right. And then what did I remember? 100% obedience flashed in my mind. Doggone it. Uh, not even close. I'm in the middle. I'm tangling. I'm entangled. I've entangled myself in my sin. I've fallen. All right? What's the way up? I know the way up. One, call Rob. Hey, let's, let's meet. Let's still meet. Uh, see if we can do that. That's it. And then the second part, what's the second part? Confess to Rob. Sorry, buddy. I lied. Forgive me. Okay, so I did the first part. I was like, okay, Rob, hey, can we make it 1 o'clock? Let's go. And we went, and it was great, man. We had some great conversations. It was a blessing. Shocker. Following Jesus is actually good. Even if it doesn't look good on, when, on the front end of it. When you get to the other side, you're like, thank you, Jesus, for nudging me, pushing me to do that. That was good. Why do I doubt you? Again and again and again. And then I had to wait till Friday. <laughs> I waited till Friday before I actually told Rob the, the straight scoop. Um, confess. He is super gracious. He's awesome. All right. So, but it was embarrassing. You know, I was like, ah, you know, hey, Rob, I'm your pastor. I'm a sinner. And then I'm prepping this, and I feel like God's saying, yeah, why don't you share that example, Wayne? Ah, really? All right. The humbling of Wayne Phillips continues. All right. But there's a way out. Throw out the sin that easily entangles you. It'll come, and it easily entangled me, man. I was, I was entangled quickly. It wasn't like slow motion. Oh, no, it was just I got entangled in my sin. You, there's old patterns in you. There's old habits that will snag you. Beware of them. And when they do, there's a way up. Um, out of this passage, run the race of obedience that God, God marks out for you each day. Don't mark out a race. Don't run the race that somebody else has marked out for you. All right? Run the race that God marks out for you. That's the race you want to be running. Okay? Free yourself from other races, lesser races. Okay, don't be enslaved to those. Go for the race that God marks out for you. For you. And your race is going to look different than my race. 
The tasks God gives you to do are going to look different than the tasks that God gives the next person. Don't compare yourself. Oh, I'd rather be running that race. No, that, that race is their race. And there's things there that you don't want. That's a hard race also. Run your own race. Run the race that God marks out for you. Not that you mark out for yourself. Oh, I'm going to construct my life in this, this great way. I'm going to run this race. You know, do that for a while. Wear yourself out and then get on the race that Jesus is marking out for you because that one's going to lead you to life. And you got to do it each day. Otherwise, it gets overwhelming. Each day, okay, Jesus, what do you have for me today? Let's run this race today. One foot in front of the other. God, I can't run. Okay, well, well, I do run about a mile and uh, a quarter twice a week. Big runner, everybody. I don't like running. And my trick is I start on the downhill. My, out of the steps, down the driveway, down the street, that's a downhill. That's, that's good advice. All right. Start easy. Start with a trot. You know, go slow. Just get moving. All right, run the race of obedience that God marks out for you each day. Next one, fill in. Keep going to Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm kind of rephrasing it here. Keep going to Jesus again and again through the day. He's your resource, man. He's your coach. He's right there. He's got what you need. He's got the tip, the advice. Hey, watch out for that pitfall. Look ahead. Look, look out for that. Oh, you did that again. Come on. All right, keep going to Jesus again and again through the day. For me, I told you this before, I got this three-time-a-day alarm for me to pray. And I added on the little label in my iPhone for the alarm, 100% obedience. It's good, reminder. Right? It's like, I need that like intentional thing. And so that, one, made me actually pray, not just have an alarm that says pray, actually pray. And then I got this thing going 30 minutes in the morning before I get going. In God's word, listening to Jesus, drawing close to him. And that's, those are kind of the built-in things. And then, but i got to be present with God through the day. Otherwise, I'm going to stray. I'm going to walk off the pass. Um, pass. I'm going I'm to miss the race. All right, keep going to Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. All right, number six. This is what Jesus did. So it's good advice for us. Remember the joy set before you. Remember the joy that is set before us. This race has a finish line. I don't know when yours is. I don't know what mine is. But we're running this race. There is a finish. And when you finish, you're going to wish you ran well. Bro, I want to be at the finish line. Whew. All right, I gave myself to that. Embraced by that great cloud of witnesses. Embraced by Jesus, our Savior, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the one who ran before us, the one who made it possible. I want to go to him face to face, and I know it won't be 100% perfect, but it'll be, hey, you tried. Good job. You know, good game. You know, the, the worst thing when you watch someone play, maybe we watch a game today, and you see someone just not give an effort. You know, they're kind of not, they're just, eh. Or they, they take a blow, and, and they're just kind of out of the game. Let's not, let's not go that way. Let's together and run well. Okay, now, let's see what time we got. Um, I'm going to do this. I, I wrote out an assessment. Just This is a tool. I wrote one out last week just to kind of help you find out, see where you are in this 
place last week of God's love for you. You know, where are you with that? This week I wrote one out for, you know, where are you, how are you in this, like, loving God, trusting him, and obeying him. So I'm going to leave that with you this week. Spend some time this week, even this afternoon. You can do it during this last song if you prefer. But just go through those questions. And again, not a test, but a tool to allow God to speak to us about where we are and then what, what's ahead. And if, as you go through that, you have questions, you, you want to have a conversation, please reach out to us this week. Uh, we'd love to uh, be with you in that. Again, we're running this race together. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for calling us out of our other races, out of the other games we were playing, onto this race that leads to life, onto this narrow path with you, following you, Lord, that leads to life, that, that's worthwhile, that's worthy of sons and daughters of you, image bearers of God. Lord, we ask that you help us get on that race this week. Stay on it. Help us when we're discouraged or we've fallen. Help us get up, Lord Jesus. Get back in it, Lord. And use us, Lord, to help one another run this race well. We thank you, Jesus, for being in it with us. Um, we thank you for all the ways you help us. Help us run well this week, Lord. Amen.